you, you feel like talking about your BFRB is very personal. Hey everyone, Jason here with another Fidget episode. It's funny because with the people that I, I am open with, you know, I'm very open with. Mm. And My friend Miles is today's guest and we talk about sharing our BFRBs with others and waiting on miracle fixes. It's just making the leap, I guess. It's, yeah. It's not... I, I know that once I do make the leap, you know, it, it, it'll be nothing. Mm. It'll be like, okay, mm. whatever. Mm. But uh, it's just that first, like, you know, entry point Ooh. through the door. Yeah. It's a bit of a squeamish thing, right? Yeah, totally. Um, so do you think going on this podcast will help you? Yeah, I mean, among the BFRB community, mm. maybe. But, like, I wouldn't ever be hesitant to share among the BFRB community because I know that I'm not going to be misunderstood as, oh, you know, it's just a bad habit. Mm. You know, these are people who, like, get it. Right. So, uh... So then you're safe because the only people who will listen to this are in the BFRB community. Yeah. And the people who aren't in the BFRB community, you want, you know, like, they won't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just I want to be... I want to be talkative, like I want to have insights mm. for people in the BFRB mm. community. Right. But, so, I mean, hopping on a podcast to me is kind of like, oh, okay, this is, uh, you're now putting yourself in a position where you say, okay, I have something to like, right. something of value to, to bring. Right. And uh, I guess I'm just not 100% confident that I can, I don't know, give something <laughs> that's, I don't know, not already being heard or said. Right, or, right. Okay, okay. You're listening to Fidget, a BFRB podcast. I mean, you used a word in there that you used the other night, and that's almost the first question that I wanted to ask you about talking about, like, making the leap about talking about your BFRB. And I feel like I had a hard time pinning down for you whether or not you were ashamed of your BFRB. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am I ashamed? It's funny because I say I'm not, but every action I do around it would kind of suggest otherwise, you know? Um, I'm not ashamed, you know, like, I, I can admit it to myself and I'm very happy to, like, employ techniques to, like, help it. And so... You know, with myself, it's very much, yes, I have this, and, like, I want to stop it, and I think the only really difficulty I have in broadcasting into the world is that I just fear that people don't really understand it, and they just Mm -hmm. think it's a bad habit, so I'll be misunderstood almost no matter how hard I try to explain that it's more than a bad habit. Yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, education that comes with it, right? Like, it's almost like I'm not telling people out of convenience, right? Yeah. Like, if I told, started telling people, oh, this is something I have, then they're like, oh, and then they make assumption. But I'm like, no, 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 don't make that assumption. You know, now it's like, there's, like, so much more work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, yeah, you know, it's I know, because everybody from time to time does, you know, maybe bite their nails or go at their acne, or Mm. maybe if they're stressed, they might even pull their hair out from time to time. You know, it's not unheard of. Mm. So, I would just, uh, 
I think the only reason I'm hesitant to share is because, you know, these are behaviors that are like, it's kind of on a spectrum. Mm. So, you know, it's not like I'm doing something that other people don't ever do like mm. they do. So it's kind of, mm. yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to judge, you know, will this person just assume that it's another kind of bad habit that, you know, they've done before and, so do you wish like you you could like demonstrate to them that it's not just a bad habit like you want yeah. you, there is something that you want to explain to them that it's like no like you don't understand like this yeah. is much worse than you yeah I, I guess I'm just not sure how to clearly communicate that mm. so whether that's explaining that maybe it has ties to OCD or mm. um, anxiety or whatever it is mm. Maybe that would help, coming from the kind of mental health um, point of view. Or, right. Um, yeah, I guess I should explore that more. And, mm. 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 <laughs> well, so I guess the next thing I wanted to ask you was, uh, we met, uh, Miles, you were visiting me from Dublin, and he, I met you in the, in the Vancouver airport, and you said I was the first person you've ever like met in person, yeah. And you've like, I don't know, had this BFRB conversation. I mean, you know, maybe your mom knows and yada yada. Your family knows, but like, outside of your family, this is the first time you're like, whoa, this person has a BFRB, and like we're talking about BFRBs. Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard at first, and um, I thought it would be easy because you know we've obviously spoken. Hmm. over video call and whatever but uh something about being in the same physical space was like you know I think there's something when you're talking to somebody on the internet they don't feel you know 100% real right yeah yeah yeah. that's why I have a podcast these are all fake people I understand (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and I guess opening up in that way. And I mean, we met another BFRB friend um, pretty immediately. Shout out to Joyce. Shout out to Joyce. (laughs) Uh, So I guess I was kind of, you know, that was one of the first nights I landed here in Vancouver. And so I wasn't really opening up to one person. It was kind of like, oh, there's like Mm. two. But like, you know, you guys are, you know, going through similar things. So Mm. I think that's what I was grounded in and what I came mm. back to at the end of the, at the end of the, the day and mm-hmm. uh, you know at the at the end of it I did feel safety in opening up but uh yeah it wasn't easy at first yeah mm. and and I mean I don't know maybe like it, it is weird because like I think we are still kind of removed from your everyday life right like you're still kind of in vacation mode being here in Vancouver. So, like, sure, we're, like, a little bit more real than people on the <laughs> internet, but, like, not that much more real yeah. versus saying, like, back when you're in Dublin. Yeah, I mean, the BFRB community in Dublin, I haven't really met yet. Um, I'm sure they're there. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure... Uh, I think I heard that um, there was once maybe some sport groups going on. But maybe it wasn't uh, getting the numbers. Um, it, I guess. I guess the question I wanted to ask you was like, 
Well, I think an experience that I had was I used to be so ashamed of my BFRB, mm. and I kind of felt like I was the only person in the world ever doing this. Mm. And like the first time I met with Adele, basically, was like, oh my goodness! Like, I I don't know. There was sort of this like open of floodgates of like, holy crap! Like, there's just this such like this different experience of, like, interacting with someone who knows this, like, big secret that I spent so much energy in hiding. Mm. Um, and, it, yeah, again, it was, like, quite, like, jarring for me to realize, like, how much of my, like, brain space I dedicate to, like, hiding my BFRB in mm. everyday life. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know, do you, do you ever, have you noticed that difference in that, like, now you're interacting with me and you're like, oh, like, I already know you have a BFRB, right? Yeah, um, I think with my BFRB, it would mostly not manifest itself uh, in front of people anyway. Mm. So, I mean, there have definitely been times where, yeah, I've felt like, you know, I was in like a safer place. I don't know, like, I, I see, I'm not ashamed of it with myself. Mm. So, yeah, I don't really know what I'm saying. Okay, that's okay. Well, so another question is now, also, you've met some of my other friends who they don't have a BFRB, per se, like in the... Yeah, yeah. But they also know you, and they... Or they met you, yeah. and they... I, I don't know, I kind of introduced you to them as my yeah. BFRB friend. Yeah. So I, I did that at first... But then I, like, backed off on it. I'm like, oh, like, maybe Miles doesn't want me <laughs> introducing you that way. Yeah, well, I saw how accepting they were of mm. you and of you explaining your your, your BFRB. So I think through that, mm. I didn't feel a problem. You know, I was kind of following in your footsteps in a way and being like, okay, well, you know, I can see that there's acceptance on their side. And that actually it would make maybe you possibly more accepted for mm. them to see that there's more people in this community that are real. <laughs> so I was like, you know, hey, yeah, I'm going to back Jason up on this. And then him being there is going to back me up on this because there's you know, two of us. He's, mm. not, he's not off in some magic BFRB <laughs> world that nobody like thinks is real. Like, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're here and we're yeah. person, So I think that's what I realized. And, you know, that made it a lot easier to... Uh, yeah, explain. And everybody was really accepting. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah, I, I think something that I found is that, like, people who don't have a BFRB are almost, like, bored. Like, they, like, <laughs> don't care. Like, you know, yeah. they're like, why is this such a big deal? But, like, for me, it's, like, such a, like, it's a huge deal. Like, yeah. it takes so much of my life. It occupies so much of my brain space. Like, so much of my day is spent, like, either engaging in my BFRB, anticipating my BFRB, responding to my BFRB, yeah. uh, you know, that, like, but, again, they just don't, they don't get it. Yeah, it's, like, that, boring for them. I think the turning point for a lot of people in their understanding of what a BFRB is, is when you tell them, like, how much of your day it takes up. Mm. Like, no, this is two hours of my day. Mm. And uh, that's when it goes from, like, 
oh, you like do this every now and again to, you know, oh, right. So this is like a, a, a problem that you have and it's like mm. taking up your life. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of the turning point yeah. in conversations. Um, and when, again, you tie it into maybe OCD or anxiety, yeah, people take it like a little more seriously, mm. I think. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing to see how many people, once you open up to them, come back to you and say, yeah, you know, I did this myself uh, in whatever year and mm. for however long. And, mm. uh, it was like interesting to see. I even saw it myself when we were in the park the other day and mm. uh, your friend opened up and said, hey, yeah, I actually used to do this for a time. And, mm. um, so I think overall what I've observed is that it's created stronger connections opening up for you. Mm. And, uh, it's definitely made me think about, you know, opening up more mm. myself. Um, yeah, there's clearly a lot of like good relationships to be made. And mm. I think especially when you're vulnerable with people, mm. um, you know, people love to see that they're being trusted with your sensitive information and they love that and they typically they eat it up yeah <laughs> yeah they they typically share back yeah um so yeah it's, uh, all of that makes me i think more encouraged to mm. uh, open up myself yeah okay i'm i'm happy to hear that you know i i think it's funny like for me I think about how much time and energy I've spent. Like, yes, A, hiding my BFRB, but B, also, like, overcompensating for the fact that I'm, like, oh, I have this weakness. So, like, let me, like, try to be really interesting in other respects, right? Like, oh, let me try to, like, go to a, like, mm. you know, like, learn all these, like, sports teams that I don't care about. Let me try to, like, get into, like... I don't know, like, beer culture in Vancouver. Like, you know, I, I'm trying to, like, pick up these facts to, like, show the world that I'm interesting. Like, yeah. I try to become interested in things I'm not interested in. Yeah. Because I'm hiding the fact that, like, well, I don't want them to know I have this BFRB. Yeah. But it's so ironic that, like, oh, I should have just told them <laughs> that yeah. I had my beer, And that's more interesting that's, to them. That's an interesting thing in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, from what I've observed with the way you interact with people, I mean, people, yeah, they find it interesting. I'm like, I don't know what they want. So some people want to learn more. Some people pass it off as, you know, oh, and like, you know, they don't care, which is almost a good thing. Mm. You know, you, you don't need them to be like, oh, my God, and like, tell me more. And, you know, if they don't care, then like, great, they've, accept, they've accepted that you have that. Um, mm. um, so... Yeah, I haven't seen anyway uh, from here anyone being critical or asking too many questions or mm. uh, maybe you've experienced that at some points, but... Um, yeah, I guess definitely there's probably this, like, self-selection, right? Like, I've, like, picked the people... The people that I choose to spend my time with are ones that I already know, like, yeah. love and accept me for who I am, mm -hmm. but... If anything, that's almost, like, another feature. It's, like, if I tell someone, oh, I have a BFRB, and they're, like, oh, that's gross, you're a bad person, I'm, like, well, 
I don't need to waste my time with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, oh, thank you for telling me that you are an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a really good filter. It's, 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 uh, you can kind of just stick it on to people and just see what happens. Yeah. And, uh, I, th- I think it's a step closer to creating better relationships and uh, filtering out people who weren't going to be there for you in the end anyway. Mm. Just uh, you know, slap that filter on to all of the people around you, see what comes out at the end. Uh, you know, I think 90% of people survived the filter, uh, which is great. And, uh, you know, like, I think people are scared that, you know, only maybe half of the people they open up to will... Uh, mm will pass through the filter but no I mean Mm -hmm. especially when you've known people for a while they they kind of get it yeah you know I I think in the the media I've noticed on social media anyway there's been definitely more of a focus around things like trichotillomania and other bodily focus repetitive behaviours because Mm -hmm. uh I guess anxiety disorders are just on the rise in general, so they bring with them, uh, you know, these BFRBs right. and uh, things like you know T- the TLC Foundation and all of the surrounding support groups that are, uh, I guess, making it more acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, the community the community I see you in here in Vancouver is like a community that is soon re- replicated. Uh, mm. In other cities. Maybe in Dublin. Who knows? Maybe in Dublin. (laughs) So if there are any listeners in Dublin, please reach out to Miles. (laughs) Um, You know, and I think um, maybe something that we've talked about over the past few days is like almost this like human desire to connect. Mm -hmm. And like, I think it's funny, like in the ways that I've like, tried to like create these abstract ways of connecting like these excuses to connect but really again i i'm just kind of like like let's just cut to the chase like let's talk about what we really want to talk about okay right right right. um because have have, are you almost finding opening up to people to be some kind of drug almost (laughs) totally like you feel that acceptance and you're like, oh, I want to go and get more of it. I want to, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's strange. And I think, I think it's just so, like, refreshing. Like, it's just so, um, I feel like I can, like, shed a lot of the, like, well, yes, just yesterday we were talking about small talk, yeah. right? And it's just, like, you know, like, you're at this party and you're, like, talking to some person from, like, L.A. or whatever and you're, like, whatever you doing here you know like i don't really care about la yeah, you don't yeah. really care about vancouver or dublin like yeah. what where is this conversation going yeah. you know and i've i think over the years i've just i've caught myself in so many of these conversations where i'm like what am i doing here like why am i trying to pretend to yeah. like care about this thing and it's like it yeah. takes so much energy to pretend yeah. to care about you it takes so much energy to like hide mm-hmm. who i really am it takes so much energy to like you know, and yeah. all of that was just draining and exhausting, and it's like, for yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. You have to trust that people, you know, want to take the conversation to a, a deeper level, and I think that takes a bit of practice. But yeah, once mm. you see people responding in a good way, I guess, mm. which you have, mm. um, it's easier to assume more and to, like, you know, people. Like, it's not just 
you or I who doesn't like the whole small talk. I mean, people don't like small talk. <laughs> mm. You know, they 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 do want to get to mm. you know what's actually going on in their lives mm. And, mm. Uh, because otherwise, what's the point in just going and talking and yeah. aimlessly? Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to ask you about was like. Yeah, like, well, I think I'm circling back to how we started this conversation and, you know, this this idea of, like, sh- shame and, like, whether or not you are ashamed of your BFRB. And, you know, you say you are, like, accepting of this behavior and yet, you know, you use language like, oh, I don't know if I want to make this leap. I don't know if I want to, like, explain all of these things. Yeah. And so it's sort of like, you might not call it shame, but it looks a lot like shame. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, as you have observed me interact with some of my friends, like, are you ashamed of me for having a BFRB? You know what I'm asking? Yeah, I know. Um, it's a different thing accepting it with yourself than like broadcasting it to the world like mm-hmm. I feel like I can accept it to myself uh, or accept it with, with my, myself and like again like what you were saying is like I feel like a people don't even care mm. so it's like why would I and it's like you know like people can have any kind of issue and it's it's rarely like the first thing that would like come up in a com- in a conversation. Like if if I have any other issue or health problem, it's like I just feel like it's not something like people like want to hear about because it's like mm. not sad, but it's like I guess like it is important though. Mm. I mean that's the most important thing is that like mm. it's something of value and like people want it hear you talking about like what's important to you Mm. that's fair and like I kind of forced the conversation to a more like maybe serious zone and I'm Mm. like I think I'm intimidated to do that Mm. just a bit you know they don't want to really because you don't want to bum them out yeah I think bringing people into your personal space I don't like to assume that people are like comfortable with that I think a lot of people find it easier when it's something they can like relate to, but mm. I guess when it's not something maybe like that's commonly talked about, mm. I just kind of I'm hesitant to say, uh, look at this problem and like I don't really know what I'm saying, but mm. Um, mm. you know, be in my it's just place, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. Summed up. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what you were, what what you were saying was like, was I almost like embarrassed to be in a space where you were sharing? Yeah, about it? and like it's more that it's just scary. Mm. Yeah, it's just mm. having people in that personal space mm. is like something I've never really toyed with. Or, right, right, yeah. So. Um, I had a friend, I had a really close friend, um, just recently and his, his mom passed away like pretty suddenly of like a pretty aggressive cancer within like a month, two months. Mm -hmm. It just kind of, do you, do you think that, I mean, this is a tough question, but like, would you want to know like your friend 
It's like going through that situation. Yeah. Because you want to be there for people you care about. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like, yeah, with you saying that as well, it's like, yeah, it does make you think like, yeah, of course people would want to hear that you're going through a tough situation mm. with a BFRB or with your, your mental health. And, mm. um, yeah, that's a good point because people want to feel like you, um, I don't know what I'm saying, I can't like... Well, I think there's this fear of like, I think something I struggle with is like taking up space. And I know this yeah. is something that we've ta- yeah. talked about before, but like, it's like, I'm afraid of asking for help, right? Like, I'm afraid of like asking for support, especially, or I'm afraid for asking for help, especially what, what I need help with is so big. And like, there's no solution for it. I think it's hard. It's like, in me telling you that I have, like, me telling a third person I don't, I have a BFRB, it's saying, I have this problem, I know you can't fix it, <laughs> but I just want you to know, right? And I yeah. think that is very intimidating. It, like, I think it's one thing to be like, oh, like, can I borrow your bike? Or can I borrow your sleeping bag? And it's like, okay, even that is like, oh, I, I, I'm a little yeah. uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. But like, you know, they'll give it to you and it's fine. Yeah. But it's like, ooh, like, my parent is dying. It's like, yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot cure cancer for you. Yeah. I would like to, but I, I cannot, right? And yeah. it's like, here's this thing that I struggle with every single day. I, trust me, I have done the research. There does not seem to be anything that helps. Mm-hmm. But I think people turn around and be like, oh, have you tried lotion? Have you tried band-aids? You know, and I'm like, no, don't you get it? That doesn't work. That's why I'm struggling, right? Uh, um, I feel like what I see in you is that you're good at, at, first of all, opening up and allowing them to, like, see that side of you. Mm. But you're able to navigate the conversation into a place that, in the end, is mm. optimistic. Mm. I think if, if you were to open up and allow that person in and then just have you both kind of mopey swirling around in like some mopey you know mm, yeah zone um that would be maybe not the best oh. like, like you need to have that touch of and this is what I'm doing about it or mm. and you know I've met a great community or mm. whatever it is um and I guess for me it's almost like I I sometimes doubt that I can navigate my way out oh, of it correctly. Wow. And I think that makes me more hesitant to, uh, you know, allow people into my personal space. Right. Because <laughs> I'm very scared of, <laughs> you know, entangling them in it and then not being able to uh, release the conversation yeah. into, like, a, into something hopeful. Because I maybe I need to trust that I have more things to be hopeful about around my BFRB. Right. And uh, I know I do. Like, I I do have a great community. Mm. And I have my techniques. and Yeah. Oh, damn. That was mind-blowing. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I I was for sure the same way. Like, I think when I didn't have anything hopeful to, like, report back on. Mm. Like, I have this thing with, like, even, like, when I'm, like, applying for a job... I don't tell people I'm applying for a job mm. because when they say, oh, good luck on your job interview next Friday, I like feel this pressure. I'm like, oh, like, 
If 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 I went to the job and they didn't hire me and I didn't tell anyone, it's safe. It's like off. Oh, like it's fine. Yeah. No one cares, right? I, I like I'm okay with that disappointment of not yeah. getting the job. Yeah. But if I tell my mom, I tell my dad, I tell my sister, I tell all my friends, mm. like, oh, I'm going for this job. I really, really want it. I hope I get it. And if I don't get it, I feel like I'm letting them down, right? Yeah. And like that hurt. Like weirdly. Like, the, this is the people pleaser in me. Like, that hurts more. That's not weird, though. Of course it hurts more. And I think that's where I was with my BFRB for so long. Because it's like, tomorrow, I'm starting my pick-free challenge. Tomorrow, yeah. I'm, like, never picking ever again. Tomorrow, I'm, like, buying this new Band-Aid or I'm buying this new drug and it's going to fix me. And, like, I, like, build it up, build it up. And I put all this pressure mm-hmm. to, like, succeed, not for me, but for them. Yeah. And then they'll follow up. They're like, hey, how did it go? Did that new Band-Aid work? Did that new fidget toy work? And I'm like, nope, still picking. And then now I have to, like, navigate this extra awkward, like, I'm a bad person, you know? It should have yeah, worked. Yeah. I'm a bad person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Never tell them your next move. Mm. But, uh... I guess at first that probably added a bit of like shame on top of the shame you already had. So like mm. you're dealing with maybe shame around your BFRB and then on top of that it's like, yeah, I know I said I was going to fix it and I just can't. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's where uh, I think you spoke about uh, quote unquote like dead person goals mm. versus living person goals. Mm. Um and we need to have more living person goals. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, never picking again is probably uh, not on the radar of most people who do pick, mm. uh, realistically. Mm. And, uh, like, a living person goal or a stepping stone mm. to that is, like, you know, just saying, hey, like, I'm gonna make improvements or right i'm going to use new techniques or Mm -hmm. whatever it is yeah or like what we talked about yesterday about like you know i kind of asked you this question do you think if you had more money you would be less anxious Mm. right and it's like that's what an interesting entanglement of you know like is me being richer making me gonna pick less right and so like what is the solution just have infinite money you know like what like (laughs) will money solve my bfrb yeah Yeah. totally Um, i think you would instantly kind of say no of course not right uh probably because that's the right answer um but it's funny how we like trick ourselves into believing that right because it's like yeah like what we talked about is like well if i had more money maybe i would feel more confident at a party right yeah like why i don't know that's weird (laughs) but like i i agree with you like if i was just richer i would be like well who cares what this person thinks i'm rich you know like (laughs) yeah but that's just a strange perception yeah so yeah i don't know what i have to say about that i mean um I, i i i wanted to take the conversation different direction where um you know, you, you, you mentioned about your OCD and, um, I think one of the, the fears about sharing about your BFRB is, yeah, maybe people don't really understand the impact, mm. but I, I don't know. Do you say something similar with 
OCD. Like, everybody knows, quote-unquote, yeah. knows what OCD is. But I think a lot of people are misinformed with what OCD is, yeah. right? So do you feel like, if, if someone found out you had an OCD, do you feel this similar, like, need to explain? Or like, no, 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 like, let me correct your assumptions you don't understand, right? I do, and I think that's where opening up about a BFRB becomes even more tricky because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, the BFRB is because of OCD. But hold on, you don't understand OCD either. Mm-hmm. So what else can I possibly link to? Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, yeah, mental health in general is just, like, really misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do feel like that around OCD. You know? mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, like, every two weeks, somebody around me will, like, use it as a, oh, I'm so OCD about this, I'm so OCD about that. And, and, right. And I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, I, I, I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, I get it. I get why, why people, you know, use it. It's just a common thing mm-hmm. now that, you mm-hmm. know, you can just say, oh, I'm so OCD. Right. So I get it, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it, it's kind of like, do you know the, like, cursed monkey paw? I think it's an Indiana Jones, like, you wish for something... And you, your wish comes true, but, like, in the worst way possible. Oh, no, I don't know that. Okay, well, anyways. I feel like for a long time I wish, like, oh, I wish everyone knew about BFRBs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wish there was more awareness about BFRBs. Yeah. And, I, I like, that's, like, a cursed monkey paw wish. Like, I wish for that. And it happens. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in the way that I want it. Like, yeah, yeah. I intended. You know, it's kind of like the um, Midas touch. Like, you got to be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Right? Where yeah, you turn everything yeah. to gold, but now all of a sudden you can't, like, touch people because, yeah. like, people also turn to gold, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah. I wish everyone knew about BFRBs. Everyone knows about OCDs, OCD, but, like, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, like, I remember a, an earlier Fidget episode, um, we chatted with Adele's friend... Um, who had an eating disorder, mm-hmm. um, Ellie, I believe her name is, sorry, Ellie, um, but, yeah, she, she talked about, um, I believe it was anorexia, and, yeah. like, I think anorexia is, like, again, like, quite well-known within, um, mm-hmm. pop culture, sure. but it was really hard, she, like, I think there's so much, like, like, there's cultural associations with what it means to be anorexic, right? yes. And yeah, yeah. so now everyone's like, oh, you're anorexic? That must mean you are this. Yeah. And then, she, so for her, I, I, I don't know, this is just me trying to recall the conversation, but I don't think she liked telling people about her disordered eating just because it just, like, it came along with a lot of, like, no, 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 no like, don't assume this about me, or no, 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 no like, yeah, I need yeah. to re-educate you, right? Yeah, yeah. And so with BFRB, it's almost this blank slate of, you don't know anything about this. Like, let me teach you. Yeah. I guess, to you, it feels like a black slate? A little bit. Yeah. I guess, to me, it feels like a blank slate which people might pile things I don't want mm. them to pile mm. on top of. You know, mm. like, I, it's almost could be a blank slate for them to go, oh, well... You know, maybe I don't know anything about this, but sounds weird, so I'm going to assume, like, bad things about it. Right, right. Um, Because, like, we do, uh, you know, people who have BFRBs don't like the behavior. They see it as, 
almost gross and mm. when you have that uh, that you know uh, opinion about something you're doing yourself of course mm. you're going to see that it would be easy for somebody else to put it on you mm. um, so I guess Blank Slate <sighs> yeah I don't know how I feel about Blank, uh, blank Slate yeah. I, I, I feel like the term Blank Slate kind of refers to like opportunity mm. and new beginnings mm. but uh yeah, it really depends on how right. you like phrase it to the person and how you back it up. Well, I think what you're saying is it's a lot of pressure to do it correctly. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you feel yeah. this, like, ownership. You feel this responsibility to, mm. like, explain the entirety of the BFRB community to this one, like, you know. Yeah, just, just to explain it in a way that is, that people can, like, accept easily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, like, almost impossible to do that because it's right. maybe not commonly talked about. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I think, um, I've said on the past how much like my mental health journey has like matched my like kind of Asian identity journey and how like, you know, I, I think for a long time I used to have a lot of shame about being Asian and I think there came a lot of like, yeah, assumptions about me because they see I'm like, I don't know, this like small Asian male wears glasses, probably good at math, you know, whatever, you know? And I I think, again, I felt like all of these, like, um, desires to, like, no, 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 like, don't put me in a box. Like, it comes down to, like, owning your own story, right? Or it's like, I have a, I want to tell you my story, but I want to do it justice, right? I don't want it to just, like, I think, like, um, like, the Mulan movies have, like, it's like it's like they were created to be like easily digestible for like American culture, but like it's just a mishmash of like you know like yeah. you know it's almost this caricature like it's not it's not a real kind of Chinese story. It's just it is this like you know McDonald's Panda Express version. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. of like what it is, but like kind of that's what people want but like that's there's like no nuance there right and i think it's really hard to do nuance and so you just give up right it's like oh like i can't explain this to you properly as to why that what you're saying is problematic yeah so i'm just gonna not (laughs) yeah yeah i guess it's probably a problem for me in other ways too but i i need to feel like 100 percent prepared before i Mm. go into doing something like opening up Mm. and you know that's like a life skill in general to work on is just like not having to be so prepared it took me nine days to convince you to come on this podcast (laughs) and you barely wanted to do it I know I know no I think in my head I always knew you know it would be for the greater good to just come on and just freaking do it and talk and yeah yeah Um, so in my head it was like I was always going to agree to it but it was just like that part that was like I don't know do it I'm not prepared I'm yeah. not prepared. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna say you know mm, so, mm. Mm. I, I well another thing that I wanted to link in here well there's kind of two bits like do you feel this similar need do you feel like an Irish ambassador like you know when you travel a lot and you meet people do you, do you feel like you need to like correct people's assumptions about Ireland or like no, I think if anything, 
coming across as somebody who's like open about their mental health and is able to be vulnerable is like probably a good characteristic for people to see mm. so if anything I think like sharing uh, you know that I have a BFRB which is something personal mm. with someone on the other side of the world is probably like a good representation for mm. where I come from yeah I, I I wouldn't really see it as a as a possible way to like negatively represent right. where I come from you know it's, right. uh, Good thing, yeah. yeah. I guess in general, even outside of your BFRB, like, are you proud to be Irish? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I am. Okay, cool, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great country. It's a great country. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, and is it, I mean, like, I think there are, like, associations with Irish, Ireland, that, like, you okay. like, right? Yeah. I think we're very closed, though, in Ireland when it comes to talking about mm. uh, mental health. It's got a lot better, I think. Mm. But I find being in the States or even being here in Canada that people are a little more willing to maybe open up mm. um, I'd, you know I can't tell exa- exactly why the culture is like that in Ireland mm-hmm. I guess we've always been a little closed off mm-hmm. the communities are a bit smaller and you know it's uh, it's always been easier for information to get around I guess and, right uh, maybe people are like gossiping behind your back and... yeah I mean yeah like um, talking about mental health was like taboo only mm. very recently in Ireland so yeah the after effects of that are still like felt without them being seen up front it, totally it's still totally like in the background mm. affecting young people right. in Ireland and, right uh, even though you know in the media it's all like oh yeah you know uh, mental health support this mental health support that it's in people's homes and in people's, uh, mm. you know, like people's uh, grandparents maybe aren't so accepting still, and mm. other generations, um, you know, it's definitely improving. But again, it's just this yeah. trickle down. And I think, um, you know, I feel the same in in China and Chinese culture. Uh, you know, we don't talk about mental health. Yeah. Um, I have a few theories. One is like maybe the like competitiveness within China. Yes. Like I think there's just like there's just so um, so many people, frankly, mm-hmm. in a very like limited, confined space that you know you need to do anything to set yourself apart, right? And you yes. can't show any weakness and. Yeah. I don't know, me ne- having never been to Ireland, I, I maybe I could speculate, like, it being this island, like, there's a certain amount of, like, yeah, you know, you're you confined know, and you, you need to compete. Yeah, there's always talk about, you know, this family, you know, their son or daughter's doing this and their son mm. or daughter's doing this, and you... Yeah, I think a lot of kids are scared that they might represent themselves or their families in some kind of weak way if they mm-hmm. open up to their communities about like their mental health or mm. um, whereas in reality that's like exactly what we need is like people to 
uh, come out and say mm. what needs to be said about their mental health. Uh, mm. I think people there's this perception of like coming out with your mental health is like seen as a admitting weakness, right? It's like, oh hey, I have this weakness, like yeah, yeah. But how I want to shift the conversation a bit is like it's not a weakness; it's actually like a strength. Like it's really hard to do, you know, and like. Not everyone can do it, right? It's, yeah. like, hard. And so, like, why is it that when people come out that, you know, they have a mental health condition or, like, you know, being, like, neurodivergent, it's like, oh, like, that's bad, right? It's yeah. like, I, I dream of a world where it could be like, wow, like, that's so brave. Good for them. Like, yeah. I celebrate yeah. them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which I think we we are getting in some respects, but I think there is still this perception of, like, oh. I'm admitting a weakness, yeah. right? Well, I think in a way, though, I mean, it is important to recognize that, like, you know, these things, they hold us back, they, they, they take up our time, whether it be depression, anxiety, BFRBs, you know, they are weakening our quality of life as we experience them. Like, we don't want to have these things. Mm. I mean, they bring us strengths, mm. um, mm. And they might bring us community if mm. we talk about them in the right way. Mm. Um, but like we we still we we still all want to get past them or improve them. I mean, look at all these te- techniques we're using to mm. move towards not experiencing them. Mm. You know, I'm not. I don't regret that I've had mental health struggles. It's. Mm. Uh, definitely given me a lot more compassion mm. and uh, strength in other ways like in just everyday tasks I, I, I'm like oh well at least I'm not you know as bad as I was last year so like this mm. is this is a breeze mm. whereas I don't know maybe if I hadn't have gone through uh, harder times then I wouldn't be finding something's such a breeze Uh, like but it's you know everything is relative to my lowest point or my weakest point so some things that would maybe seem like a struggle to somebody who haven't gone through those things are like well this isn't anywhere near my lowest point so it's easy to me and Mm. I I feel like that's how it's given me strength Mm. Um, is it you know it's kind of put the world in perspective and you kind of start to think well uh, you know not not every day is so low and you have better days um, but yeah I think for as long as we're, wor- we're working on things to improve our mental health I think we have to like also admit that like we're not where we want to be like it's not just you know this makes me a better person and like it does make us better people like for sure but we're all aiming to <laughs> right improve yeah i don't know if i yeah okay yeah 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 um that's interesting i don't know if i exactly agree with you sure. and so i uh, i would love to ask you further like so you said that people with bfrbs at the end of the day they're not happy the fact they have a BFRB because we're all still striving to either minimize it or, you know, not have it. 
And so, like, there's a version of Miles with a BFRB, and there's a different Miles. And I, I want, yeah. Even if it's, like, having a BFRB, but accepting it, mm. well, that's great, because all that matters is that we, um, we accept it. Mm. But, like, accepting it and, like, not struggling with it, I think, are, like, different things. Right. Like, you can accept it, and, it, like, it still takes up two hours in your day. Right. Like, as long as it's taking up two hours of your day, like, it's taking up two hours of your day, like, that's not right. good for... I mean, nobody wants that. Right. But, yeah, it's definitely different than... Right. Accepting it. And, like, uh, you know, if, if you can get to a place where you can accept it, I think that's more than enough and maybe mm. eliminating that two hours of, of your day where like you're not picking is like not you know a need or like something that like right. you have to do because accepting it is enough right um, but I guess like so we were at this like in-person support group the other day and you know I think um, it was actually Joyce who brought up she's like you know maybe I have this wig and I just like I've accepted that sometimes I need a wig yeah. in the same time that in the same way that she wears glasses. And she's like, I've accepted the fact that I need glasses. You know yeah, what I mean? Like fair. I can't that's not fair. wear fair. glasses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, my BFRB is just going to take up whatever it's going to take up in the same way that like, you know, people need to do dishes, right? Yeah. There is a dishwasher. We have found ways to maybe minimize the impact of dishwasher. But, like, there, there isn't, like, what can we do to, like, ah, uh, at a certain point, like, the, the, I run out of the little pods to go into the dishwasher. Well, what if, like, I order, uh, I need to go run to the store, like, once a month to, like, buy the new pods. Well, what if instead, like, I got the pods delivered to my house and that, you know, I don't need to go to the store every month. You know, I think there is a certain amount of, like, designing to like minimize it further and further and further and further but other people they're just like well i was born in 1940 dishwashers weren't invented i don't know yeah, what dishwashers yeah, yeah. were invented but you know what i mean it's like okay sure i could have been born a hundred years later and i could have been born in a time where they've like come up with this drug or whatever yeah. or like this miracle fix this brain yeah. surgery yeah but like I don't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, like, a big privilege that we often, like, overlook is the fact that, like, yeah, you know, like, I live in Canada, you live in Ireland, like, these are pretty good countries <laughs> with, yeah. you know, maybe there's BFRB, but maybe we're living with BFRBs, but we have also many other benefits, mm -hmm. like the, the moderate climate, you know, the minimal snow, you know? Like, sure, I, maybe I spend an hour picking my skin, yeah. but if I lived in Calgary, I would have to spend an hour shoveling my driveway. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like that's why I say I think acceptance is more important than you know trying to minimize mm. um, the behavior. I think for some people, they like want to do both at the same time. Right. And. Uh, that, that's great like you're trying to you know both accept it and then also improve yeah it's like you want to minimize the impact 
Yeah. And you want to do your best to minimize the impact. Yeah. But I guess what I would inject in there is like, you're not a bad person for being unable to minimize your impact. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think that's where the acceptance is. That's where yeah. the acceptance lives. Because I think for a while, I thought, because I am doing this, I am bad. Because I see other people who aren't doing it. Why can't I be like them? Right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I think I was, yeah. like, comparing my experience to someone else's experience in the same way that, like, ah, oh, I hate that I have to wear glasses. And I hate that I need braces. Yeah. Other people don't. It's like, well... Okay, but they're, you know, off struggling with their own things. And I think where thinking gets dangerous is like, oh, but it's so easy for them, right? Or it's like it's, I just, I want to wave this magic wand and for it to go away. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, nobody wants to look at somebody who's, like, fully accepting and, you know, maybe doesn't feel like they have to make improvements around their BFRB behavior and then feel like themselves like ashamed because they're like trying to like improve it. Mm. Like I feel like you should be allowed to like try to improve the behavior while also being like I fully accept that I have it. I'm just trying to have it take up less time in my day. Right. Like I'm 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 trying to like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it that's different than right. being okay with it. Yeah. Like we're 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 okay with it. It's just Right. We don't. We don't want it to. Uh, I, I guess. I wonder. Can I think of an analogy or something? I guess. Um, well, in my mind, I'm imagining like going to the gym, mm-hmm. right? It's like, sure, I would like to be stronger. I would like to, like, you know, bench more weight or whatever. Sure. It's annoying that, like, yeah. over time, the muscles decay, yeah. right? Yeah. And like, yeah. if I don't keep up. Mm-hmm the going to the gymnast i won't be able to like lift as much so there's that but then also i think there's this element of acceptance of like well realistically my body limit is with my body type i can lift this much and what how much effort am i willing to put in to improve that much more right like to get another like 10 kilograms of weight right right. right? like i would need to go to the gym like like, maybe I'm going to the gym, like, two days a week. Now I have to go, like, four days a week. You know, like, how? what am I sacrificing in order to lift that much more? And for what? It's like, well, I am healthy right now. I am at a point where I, like, you know, I'm not weak in by any means. So it's like, it's okay. I've accepted the fact that I cannot, like, lift that much more. And so maybe that's where I'm at with my BFRB. Like, yeah. I, I tell people, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm at this point where it's, like, I've minimized it to a reasonable amount. You know, it's not at zero. Well, Ellen from Habit Aware, she's like, um, I'm not at 100% pull-free, but I'm at a rock-solid 95, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's great. Yeah. And it's like, how much more effort would she need to put in to go from a 95 to a 96 to a 97 to a 98, right? Yeah. Um, I guess my way of thinking is like, like, I believe there are more advances to be made with BFRBs, Mm. like whether that comes through research Mm. or whatever it be. Um, I don't think we're done or I don't think I'm done Mm. in making my day like more enjoyable. Right. 
from day to day. Like, I don't think... Like, I see there being a future where uh, we understand... Or at least I, I hope for a future where we can... Like, I see, like, an end goal, mm. which is, like, most people are can be, like, effectively treated. Most people can re- maybe reduce the behavior to 90% of the time they've, like, mm. what am I saying? Like, they can improve it to the point where it's not affecting their life in, like, a huge mm. way. Like, mm. I guess I just believe in... A, in yeah. Yeah. In... Fair enough. You, you yeah. know, you've talked to me about the precision medicine stuff that's yeah. going on yeah. um, in, in research. Yeah. I guess my question for you is, have you done everything that you could do to minimize it? And are you just now waiting for the, like, precision medicine to kick in? Or is it that, like, well, I'm not going to do everything that I'm going to do because one day they're going to invent something and then I'll just do that, right? Well, it's kind of like this thing of, like, we see, you know, maybe, like, a doctor smokes or, like, they do things that they know that they know aren't healthy. Mm. But at the same time, wouldn't that doctor love for there to be, like, a cure for lung cancer? Or, like, (laughs) I don't know if that's, like, the right way to phrase it, but, like... Because in this scenario, the doctor wants to keep smoking. The doctor wants to keep smoking without the consequence of lung cancer. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. That's probably just like a, a bad... <laughs> okay, I guess this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. It's like, let's say... Okay, I live in Vancouver. You live in Dublin. Yes. And it's like, okay, I want to visit Miles. Mm-hmm. I could start walking... It'd be a long way, you know? And I'd have to swim the Atlantic. Yeah. Am I going to, like, be like, well, it's going to be a really long road. I'm going to start walking, though. Or am I going to sit in Vancouver and be like, I'm just going to wait for them to invent a teleporter. No, of course you're going to start walking. Right. And that's what I do. Like, coping techniques or whatever it is. Right, right. So I'm like advancing towards the goal that like science is probably advancing faster towards Mm. but at least like I'm helping myself like in this moment right um because until that point and you know that point not may not even come in our lifetimes we don't know it's it's unpredictable it's unreliable you can't you, you can't rely that there's going to be some magic bullet Right. In the next, you know, short while. So, until then, and I'm not, uh, you know, like, when has there ever been some magic bullet in mental health that, like, completely solved the problem? Like, never. Yeah. And if there ever was, it would have, like, huge side effects. Mm. It Mm. would probably sedate a person to the point where they couldn't live anyway. Mm. So, um, so, yeah, the... (laughs) In, and so this is what I'm saying is in this uh, Vancouver to Dublin scenario I'm at this point where I don't think I'm walking like I don't think I'm like I'm not trying to reach this distant future goal right. it's like 
No, well, I'm in Vancouver right now. I know Miles is in Dublin. I've accepted the fact that I'll never get to Dublin, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I am just going to be in Vancouver, and I've just accepted the fact that I will never see Dublin, and that's not a bad thing, huh. you know? Like, it's like, I don't need to walk towards right. Dublin, and I'm not waiting for them to magically invent a teleporter yeah. or a supersonic jet or yeah. whatever. You know, if that never happens, that is okay, you yeah. know? I am going to stay in Vancouver... Sometimes it rains a little bit more than I want. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it yeah. gets a little hot. Sometimes there are forest fires. But, like, that is okay. I have chosen. Vancouver is my home. I've chosen to pick a little bit. And that yeah. is okay. I think that's where we differ. And I'm not sure if... Like, I don't think I've made my mind up on whether I should go down the, like... The route of, like, not walking. Mm. Because walking in itself doesn't bring shame. Like trying to make it better, and for for me, uh, like I feel that's just like okay. Like I don't like this behavior I'm doing. Like it's very natural to just be like, I don't want to do it. Mm. And like so, you're gonna like, you know. But I think. And this is where the living person goal comes in, mm. is I've made this... I acknowledge I could start walking to Dublin. Yeah. I could, you know, put more energy into, like, buying more fidgets and, you know, like, blah, 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 blah. And I could, like, yeah. be exercising more, eating better. Yeah. I could. Or instead, this is good enough, and I would rather use that energy towards, like learning to play the piano right like i think i've made this decision where where i'm at is good enough Mm. and like i can for sure see i could put more energy into making my bfr be better yeah yeah i get that yeah but like honestly not worth the effort yeah yeah i guess for me like i i think of that analogy it's like um it's uh it's like shoot for mars and you'll hit the moon right and for me, like, it's not about making it to Dublin from Vancouver. It's about, like, well, maybe I'll land in New York. Like, that's pretty mm, cool. Mm. And, like, maybe you see New York as, like, a nicer place to be than Vancouver. Right. And you're, like, wouldn't it be cool if I was there, though? You know? Right. And, and, like, and, like, it's not about, like, getting to a goal where I'm not picking. It's just mm. about, like constantly looking chipping away at it to okay and i know that will like maybe for some people that's that's like it'll discourage you because you're not mm. reaching an angle mm. but i think you have to go into it knowing that you're like not gonna reach the, right. an end right an end to your picking or your pulling mm. Mm. but it's more about like i want to be in a better place Right. With my picking or pulling. And I guess that's where we differ because for me, like, I see it worth being the effort to, like, you also see it worth being. Well, I, I you know, and I, I, I think it's not, I feel like my BFRB is, like, leaps and bounds better than it right. was yeah. a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I have definitely, 
yeah, if we're again continuing on with this Vancouver Dublin thing, yeah. it's like I definitely ran towards Dublin yeah. for a long time, and yeah, maybe I got to New York, maybe I got to Chicago or whatever. Yeah. But I think I'm now at this point where I realized I got to Chicago. I'm like, wow, it was really hard to get from Vancouver to Chicago. Yeah. I don't think I want to continue on. I don't want to see what else is left yeah. in Dublin mm-hmm. because. I think the progress I made is good enough. Yeah. And now I would rather spend my energy yeah. elsewhere. Okay. I'm going to ask you something. Please. If, if you knew how hard it would be to get to Chicago before you left Vancouver, would you have stayed in Vancouver knowing the, what, how good it could have been in Chicago? Right, right, right. Ooh, what a good question. Um, if I knew how hard it was going to be, would I have still left? Mm. <laughs> wow, this is like such a tri- trippy, <laughs> trippy uh, question. I think yes, because where I was in Vancouver, again, Vancouver being where I was with my BFRB, uh, uh, yeah. it wasn't like I wasn't happy with it yet, you know, and I needed to go on my journey. Okay. I needed to at least try. I needed to go through the hard thing. I know it was going to be really hard, but I like, I have to do it. It's just so bad in Vancouver. Make it to Chicago. Be like, wow. I was originally planning for Dublin. Yeah. Chicago wasn't on my map, but I made it to Chicago. And you know what? Pretty damn good. Good enough. Okay. So here's my thing. I say make it to Chicago. I've made it to a better place. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's possible to make it to a better place. It's possible to do that. Mm. So, like, why wouldn't I try to make it to an even better place? Right. And I guess that comes that comes into, like, you know, a certain individual might be happy with Chicago. Mm. And that's great because then you're in a good place in mm. your mind. Mm. And then another person might say, ah, oh, you know, like... I want to see what, what it's like trying to get to New York. Maybe I will make mm. it to New York mm. from Chicago. It, it is even further. Mm. But I know that going from Vancouver to Chicago helped me. Right. So why wouldn't I always be walking? Okay. Because if Vancouver to Chicago helped me, then I won't know until I try to right. walk. Right. But I do also get what you're saying in like... Getting from Vancouver to Dublin is like impossible. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 This. This. This metaphor is expanding a lot. So <laughs> I apologize, yeah. listeners. You were probably so lost. But like, I think maybe where I'm at is like I'm in Chicago. The next, yeah, before Dublin, I like maybe I've tried to go to Dublin. You know, like I tried. Like, let me go through New York. Oh, it didn't work. Had to turn back. Yeah. Come yeah. back to Chicago. Yeah. yeah. Let me try going through Toronto. Yeah. Oh, didn't work. Yeah. Then, you know, like I've yeah. tried like three or four different ways and I'm yeah. like, okay, you know what? Maybe they just haven't invented the teleporter yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I've made peace with that. Yeah. Let me try going to Mexico. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, completely yeah. opposite of <laughs> Dublin. Yeah. But like for me, I've tried going to Dublin and I'm sort of like, I'm uninterested in like taking it further. By myself, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And so for the time being, while I wait for... Maybe I left, like, five friends in Vancouver, and I'm waiting yeah. for them to arrive in Chicago with me. Yeah. 
And so when they do, I'll be there to greet them. But in the meantime, while I'm waiting, I might as well pop down to Mexico. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah, like, especially if, yeah, if you've tried to walk to Toronto and you tried to walk to New York, um, and you eventually settle on, hey, like, Chicago is great, it's good enough, mm. I like it here, mm. then, uh, then, like, great, that's all you need. Yeah. And, yeah, go and explore Mexico. It might not be the path you were originally aiming for, mm. but it's exploration, and yeah. you never know until you... Right try and I think everyone has to go on their own journey to Dublin mm. no, nobody makes it to Dublin mm. just letting you know before you set off you know yeah. but uh, yeah it's just about finding where your sweet spot city is right you know right. it's and then knowing that I guess yeah. I always have this hope that like mm. I can make it to another city right but that's just me being a, maybe a too ambitious about it or like yeah. well and I think the irony or not the irony like some people start in Dublin right like some people start without a BFRB yeah. some, you know okay. but they don't want to be in Dublin they want to go to Barcelona right yeah. you know what yeah. I mean like they want to go to Istanbul and it's yeah. like Frank I spent all of my life like all of my energy to try to get to Dublin you were born into Dublin you don't even want to be in Dublin you want to you know like yeah. it's so um yeah what the heck <laughs> yeah we're on on different planes or totally. on different yeah trails yeah yeah. Okay. Um, but I do like that city. Okay. Thing. Maybe that's our episode, Miles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Any any ending notes that you want to leave our listeners? Um. No. <laughs> Great. Amazing. <laughs> I think everything has kind of been. Yeah, I think we've really got a good chunk of what we wanted to say. Amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for visiting Miles. Please come back anytime. Thank you for having me, Jason. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our episode. We didn't talk about it at all, but you should definitely check out Miles's beautiful photography on Instagram at MilesDunnPhoto. And there's a few pics up there from his time on the West Coast. And if you'd like to compare navigation notes about your BFRB journey, you can connect with me at Fidget Podcast on Instagram, or you can email me at fidgetpodcast at gmail.com. In addition to the podcast, I make short BFRB videos and host a free monthly support group. I hope to see you there. And as always, I want to thank Cheyenne for our logo, Thomas for our theme music, and until next time, stay tuned.